Welcome to another episode of Actors Inspiration with Amber Wagner. I am so excited to have a conversation with the actor on the other line who started his television career in the 90s in 88 episodes of Sweet Valley High and has gone on to be a tremendous actor, producer, husband, father, and so much more. Mr. Michael Pearl, how are you? <laughs> what a nice intro. Hi, Amber. Hi, it's been so long. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I, you know, I'm not sure if I told you, but the episode of Book of Secrets that you were in all those years ago, that was the episode that uh, we put out for... Uh, festivals and that's the episode that got awards and in in no small measure was it your performance so thank you for doing that thank you for sharing that and so funny you bring that up of course of course life is just of course right Mm -hmm. but yesterday in my facebook memories we were filming book of secrets six years ago yesterday (laughs) i can't i can't even (laughs) isn't that crazy and then here we are oh my god (laughs) uh it's good to catch up with you it's really nice to hear your voice it's so great to hear you know your voice too and to catch up and i love this platform being able to reconnect with people who i who i've admired their careers and just haven't you know we're actually We live in LA. Life is busy. This is such a wonderful way to reconnect and catch up. So in just doing a little bit of back research on you, you're a native Angelino. I don't think I I realized that. I am. You're a rare breed. Born and raised. I know both Melissa and my wife and I are are both uh, native kids, man. Somehow we found each other and we made another native kid. That's amazing. That is incredible. So at what point, because obviously you live in the land of production or grew Mm. up in it, when did, when did it bite you that this was something that you (laughs) wanted to be a part of? (laughs) All right. So it was, um, I'm not sure if I ever thought of this as an industry to begin with. Uh, I was just going to school. I was a fifth grader and, um, I was in the, school production of Greece, and somehow I got cast as Danny Zuko. Now, I felt that even back then, I was like, well, I, I kind of want to make this as, as, as real as possible, whatever my, you know, fifth grader brain, however that translated at the time. And I decided that in order to make this real, and I didn't bring these in into rehearsal, which that was a lesson I learned, uh, I I snapped, this is when my dad was still smoking cigarettes. I snagged his pack of smokes and I rolled it up in the little white t-shirt arm uh, of my shirt that I went on as Danny. And I was immediately yanked off stage and then suspended (laughs) from school. And I think that is probably something that's either going to make you stop doing what you're doing or going to make you want to do it even more. And for me, it was the latter. Uh, After my suspension and after, you know, being grounded for however long, it was a long time. I didn't even smoke. I didn't even smoke. I just thought it would be a good prop, but I was so wrong. And um, it ended up, uh, it ended up kind of giving me the, I guess a little bit of a, as as you'd called it, there was a bite there. It's like, this mm-hmm. is great. This is a lot of fun. What was, you know, being able to perform on stage is, is fun, of course, but the, the decision that you're going to make this character come to you mm. without even using those words. Um, I had kind of made that decision for myself when I, when I was, that young with no experience I decided in order for this character to work for me I was going to have to make him my own and for me I was like this guy definitely smokes and I didn't know what that meant I didn't smoke 
but I thought he smoked. I brought it in. I got into a lot of trouble. And of course, throughout the years, your your terminology changes. You become a little more nuanced and sophisticated in terms of how you talk about these things. But the the idea of play, the idea of imagination and I'm going to take whatever's on this paper and I'm not only going to bring them to me, I'm going to bring me to them. Mm. And, and that's been something that I think has been the driving force through all of these years for me to keep on going. Because whether it be a job I'm getting paid for or, as you know, an audition, which we are definitely not paid for, mm-hmm. and we are called to do you know, time and time again, if you have the love for it, then you can find those moments of joy in prepping for something that you have absolutely no guarantee that you're ever going to see a dime out of. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I, that's kind of what's kept me going is that kind of initial wonder and excitement of how do I make this character uh, interesting to me? Not mm-hmm. knowing if it's going to be interesting to anybody else, but to me, I, I, I feel like that's, that's a good place to start. That's so great that you say that. And I'm, you know, smiling because I I so have gotten to that point where it as long as I'm doing the best work that mm-hmm. I can think of and mm-hmm. that I had fun in the process, because for so long, I would try to cram myself into every single line that was written in the <laughs> description of the character. And how do I, okay, she's quirky. Okay, put on glasses. Oh, she's red hair. Let me get a wig. Like puppeteer myself to the point where I was exhausted. I hear that. And, and now I just read it. I'm like, oh, this would be a fun choice. And then put it on tape and then I walk away from it. Yes. Yes. And that last bit is so ultra important. And if there are any new actors or even actors who've been doing this for a while, but who are looking to get re-inspired listening to this show of yours, I think that's an important point to take out of that is mm-hmm. walking away. Mm-hmm. The walk away is super important. It's, it's why I always tell friends who are thinking of getting into it or who are kind of maybe a little addled by by their their specific situation and not sure if they want to continue my the thing i always it's the advice i give myself too is have something else to do yes go do something else yes yeah. <laughs> and and that the, the it makes it less precious yeah. So yeah. when the phone does ring yeah. and it rings so like it doesn't always like you do an audition and it doesn't always happen in 24 or 48 hours. They Correct. can call you three weeks, three Correct. months later. Correct. And you're like, wait, which audition was that? Exactly. Like, huh? Or yeah. even even crazier is you may have made an impression on somebody you have no idea. Yes. And years down the road, literally, this has happened to me. Yes. Years down the road, somebody calls you and says, hey, you know, I remember you from this audition. You weren't right for that. This is perfect for you. Uh-huh. And that will happen. But you just have to have that. You have to have that, um, I guess, that, that fortitude inside yourself to go, okay, I did the best I could. I'm happy uh-huh. with what I've done. I'm going to go turn my attention to whatever it is. Yeah. And you brought up that great point of, of, um, you know, having something else to do, you know, it's like, you you know, you've got a wife, you've got a child, you've got a production company, you've got so many other things in your life that, 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 that one audition does not weigh on whether or not the rest of your day or the rest of your life Ah, is full. Man, you're not kidding. It sounds so good hearing it too. It it, it makes such a difference in, 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 in my life. Mm -hmm. And, And I would imagine in, in most, actors lives if you could just um 
fill your other cups. Mm-hmm. You know? um, we all have this acting cup. It's a big deal uh, for everybody who decides to do this. This is not, you know, for the faint of heart and mm-hmm. you have to be okay with rejection and you're, you know, all of the, all of the, the sort of, I don't want to say trite, but the cliche kind of sayings that we hear, you have to have thick skin and all that. Sure. That's true. But I don't think you have to be, you don't have to turn off your emotions and deaden yourself to outside uh, stimuli in mm-hmm. order to toughen your skin. You can still mm-hmm. be present during your auditions. You can still be present during your your bookings and, and the things that you shoot or if you're on stage in your classes, for instance. But it, it, I think that it's really important to be able to shift focus. That yep. way, that obsessive kind of at the back of your mind, you can just mm-hmm. quiet that down a little bit. Yeah, it's so, so true. So when you did decide at a very young age that you wanted to be an actor, did you know anybody in your world, in your vicinity that was doing it? Or (laughs) was it just like so foreign to your family that you wanted to do this? Uh, Ding, ding, ding. The last. Yep. Yeah, they didn't have they had no idea what to do with me. I had no frame of reference. Um, They were wonderful. You know, my family, my family was supportive as a family can be while at the same time having not a clue as to what I was trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was on Sweet Valley, my dad, God love him, he's such a great guy and he's so supportive. You have to look at where someone started yes. and then you see where they are when they come into your life. And for me, my dad, was he came from a place where it would be unimaginable for his parents to be supportive of him to make the same choice. He mm-hmm. was supportive of me, but in his own way. So even when I was uh, doing Sweet Valley, which was, you know, all the time I was making money as a teenager that was kind of unprecedented in my family. And my dad's, uh, my dad's m- measure for success was how much money are you making now? And how mm-hmm. much money will you be making in the future? Are you going to be setting yourself up so that you don't have to mm-hmm. get a degree? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a teenager, that can be, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, being a teenager was a very emotional experience. You think? <laughs> <laughs> to, to put it lightly. <laughs> And so when my dad would say something like that to me, I'd be like, you don't believe in me. Why don't you believe in me? And now I realize he was just trying to look out for me. And he's yeah. like, look, if this doesn't, if this doesn't go through, you got to have a fallback plan. Now, David Mamet, while I don't agree with a lot of the things he says, and I feel he can be a bit dogmatic in his own right, I think he's also brilliant as a, as a writer and as just someone who who can kind of be a factory for thought for actors and writers and artists in in our field. Something he said, which I've always taken with me, and again, I have to take this with a grain of salt though, is if you have a fallback, if you have a fallback plan, you'll likely fall back on it. Mm-hmm. Is his idea. Now, I feel like that's a very sound bitey thing to say, and it sounds good and it sounds, yeah, you know, go 100 percent uh, and don't worry about the rest. But the, I think the truth is maybe a little more gray than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that having the fallback plan that my dad was talking about is the right way to go. But I did need to figure out, again, just circling back to where we started, 
I need to figure out something else to do with my life as well. Mm -hmm. Because unless you're only making money as an actor, as a performer, and that is it, you have to be able to eat. Yes. And that's pretty important. Yeah. And that's one of the things I stress so often. It's like, and, uh, you know, I had a guest on uh, recently and she put it so beautifully how she said, every job that I took, whether I was waiting tables or parking cars or doing whatever, those people that were hiring me were investing in my career. And that allows you to take your ego out of it and go, yeah, right. Like this person is hiring me so that I can be an actor. Thank you. What can I do for you? It's like shifting it. Wow. What a great change in perception from what is usually seen as, oh man, it's just my side job or my side hustle. And it's kind of a denigrating, you know, your own uh, efforts to to do what you're doing, to chase your, your particular dream. This, this shift in perception from this guest of yours is, is, uh, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name is Yanni, and she's on um, uh, the uh, Kings of Napa. Get it, um, Yanni. Yeah, you know Yanni. No, no, oh, I'm just okay. very impressed by by her. Yeah, by her no, thought she's processes. just lovely, and I have I have continued to quote what she said over and over again because yeah. of the importance of being able to support ourselves as an actor. If we rely on our acting until we hit this place, which we may or may not hit. Mm-hmm. If we are relying on the acting to finance our lives, then we may have some really dark times. Absolutely. 100%. So, yeah. You know, and you have able to, you've been able to sustain a very lengthy career, mm. I'm assuming, by having other means of income. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I, absolutely. I mean, the, I, I love working on films. I love the, the TV that I get every whatever, however long it takes to get one job to another. I love all of that. But if I only relied on that, I might be able to do it myself, you Mm -hmm. know, and just take care of myself. But I'm very lucky in that I have a a wife and a child. and, Mm -hmm. And but with that good fortune, comes the responsibility of this is not just me anymore. Mm-hmm. So there has to be there has to be that that hustle on the side. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I use the word hustle is I feel that it's better than part-time job mm-hmm. or you know just a day job. I feel like hustle is is akin to what is it Yanni? Mm-hmm. Yanni, yeah. Yeah, I akin to what she's saying which is I see it as this is just me on the grind, making sure that I can, that I can continue taking classes, that I can continue uh, taking up, you know, updated headshots and making sure my reels up to date and whatever else I need to do. This is going to like, it's like she said, this is an investment that I'm giving in myself. I'm going to make sure that uh, regardless of, I have a, I have an audition tonight, for instance, a self tape. Mm-hmm. And the wonderful thing is in the morning, I have to be up at five o'clock because I have clients mm-hmm. and I'm not going to worry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to do the audition once Grace is asleep. Thank you. know, with Melissa's help, we'll do mm-hmm. the self tape. I'll put it to bed. I'll go to sleep and I won't think about it mm-hmm. because in the morning I'm off on my hustle. Yep. And it's, it's, it's freeing. And it took me many, many years to kind of wrap my head around that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I think one of the greatest things, and everybody has something different, but I think for me, Grace, my daughter, has been 
probably, at least in this part of my life, the aspect of my life that has booked me most work. And I'll tell you how I've come to that. Uh-huh. It started in 2016. Before we had her, we were we were trying. We were on our fertility journey at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, I had booked a co-star on um, Scandal. And uh, I, f- I forget her name. It's Jessalyn, I think. I should I should look this up. I should have looked it up before, but she's made a big impression on me. And she's a, a career actress, you know, hundreds of credits on IMDb, sweetest person in the world. And we were just chatting uh, while they were setting up. And I told her we were, you know, in the process of trying to get pregnant. And she said something to me that I'll take with me forever. And, and I think it's I think it's important. Uh, for anybody who either has kids or is worried that if they have kids, that somehow that's going to derail them and mm-hmm. make them less of an actor or not give them time. She said to me, when she had her kid, she started booking like crazy. Mm-hmm. And the what she uh, what she attributed that to was when you have a child, everything, everything else is less important. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you don't put your effort into your reads or you don't show up prepared to the jobs you book. It just means it's just another audition or that's just another job because everything is just another something when you have this little person who you're yeah who you're who you're shepherding through these really really like formative years of their life. Everything else again back to what we were talking about before everything else the precious factor just plummets things mm-hmm. just aren't precious anymore they're still fun they're still enjoyable but that's that's the end of yeah. of of those adjectives and um i found that she was absolutely right because as soon as grace was born in 2019 i started booking like crazy and it wasn't uh-huh. it wasn't um i wasn't doing anything different yeah i just don't think i had the time to obsess uh-huh because i don't know about you amber but w- there there are times when i'll get an audition where i'm like i all i do is i read half of the sides i'm like oh my god this is gonna mm-hmm. be i can i can see how this is gonna be shot and edited and i know where they're gonna screen it and it's gonna lead to this and then this and then i'm oh. off to the races yep <laughs> yep and and i <laughs> i feel like well that's fine there's a dark side, potentially a dark side to that too. And that is what if, what if all those beautiful things that you've created in your head, what if they don't come to pass? What does that mean for you? Whereas now uh, I will see something that either I'm really excited about, or I'm just like, okay, well, this could just be another step. And uh, I'm much more calculated about it. I'm much more detached Mm-hmm. Um, and I save all of my attachment and all of my emotion for the time when we're rolling. Yeah. And then everything else is the executive mind takes over mm-hmm. and the performer mind steps back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's pretty, I think that's been pretty useful for me and yeah. I credit all that to, to grace. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it, yeah, it's like the um, the when you've got this beautiful child that you're looking at, everything mm-hmm. else pales in comparison. You yeah. know, you've got this beautiful wife, you've got this beautiful child. It's like, okay, everything else is gravy. Right, <laughs> like, right. Really true. And I think every even, you know, for anybody who 
who either is doesn't feel like no, I don't want kids, or mm-hmm. there's there's always something there that you can find that beauty in, and mm-hmm. I think it's just finding it for for you in your yeah. life, finding that thing that you know that I think a lot of people turn to faith for that. And, sure. And I, I, I feel that that's wonderful for, for the folks who find it there and other people, you know, throw themselves into, you know, constant learning and bettering of themselves, reading mm-hmm. books, Various going hobbies. to classes, hobbies, yeah. right. You know, picking up, a, picking up an instrument and, and pouring your love into that instrument. I mm-hmm. think any of these things, I wish that when I went to school for, for theater, Mm-hmm. I wish they made more of the, I wish they tried to prepare us more in that way, because if that would have been very, very useful. Yeah, because uh, you got your BFA in theater. Is that correct at UCLA? At UCLA, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. I imagine, I mean, I've not gone to, to UCLA or done the theater, and I imagine, please correct me if I'm wrong, that they teach you so much about the craft and mm. the, the breaking down the characters and all these things, but not so much the business side mm. of it when you get out of it, right? Yeah, Here's no, no, what you're going to walk into. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, you get a lot of theory, you get a lot of history, you get a lot of craft and technique, you certainly get your fill of plays you do just you're you're constantly in at least one play usually two or three and it's wonderful you're always running you're creating these lifelong friendships of which i still have a number but the thing that that is sorely missing is the uh, practical side of it mm-hmm and I don't know if they've changed yet. UCLA is a great school. And sure. I've had some amazing instructors and people I'll remember for the rest of my life. But I believe at that time, the curriculum wasn't at all interested in, hey, what do you do once your feet hit the pavement? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot of that. And I'm talking not only the business side, because that certainly was absent, but also the emotional and spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of that stuff is... Uh, rose-colored glasses or hippy-dippy. I don't. I. I think you have to address your mental and spiritual wellness. Yeah. And and it has to be a part of of your day, no matter mm-hmm. what that is for you. Um. So yeah, if I feel I feel that way for for most classes I've been in, and I understand why you know classes and 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 university i understand why they are there to you know bring you up in this one way in terms of technique or mm-hmm. but but the thing that i just wish maybe was a little more present in those in those atmospheres were would be uh you know how do you how do you how do you soothe and console yourself after a mm-hmm. big disappointment Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that they're not therapists and they're not supposed to be therapists, but I'm certain there are ways to speak generally enough for everyone or most people who are listening to glean something from that. Take it away. Use it as a seed to cultivate and and and, and uh, basically uh, empower themselves through mental health. Absolutely. And I have been a huge advocate of therapy on this yeah, um, podcast same, same. because it's 
it's just one of those things that it's it, whether you're an actor or not, we all have life stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, and so how do we relate to other people based on the story, you know, the stories that we've made up about ourselves based on past experiences. It's just kind of a nice, it's like a, you know, we, if we go to the gym, we get a trainer, you get <laughs> some mental health training too. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. It's a really, that's a really good analogy. That's a really good analogy. Um, I, and you know, sometimes, you know, for outside of, cause I go to therapy, but outside of my own therapy, I've, I've gone and tried, you know, I've read, I've read a lot of the books. You know, yes. I've read a lot. I mean, I, I, at one point was a, both an Eckhart Tolle and uh, Deepak Chopra, you know, devotee, uh, Stephen Pressman, uh, Norman Vincent Peale. It's just that there, there was a lot of that, Hey, how can I help myself? Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think that's, I think that that journey to to find your version of enlightenment is an important one. Mm-hmm. And you can get that trainer and you find the right trainer for you, that right therapist, the person to talk to who understands you, who you understand. And then on the side, you go off and you do your own homework. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, speaking of Stephen Pressman, or sorry, not Pressman, Stephen Pressfield, he wrote uh, Legend of Bagger Vance. Um, oh. And uh, he wrote this little book called The War of Art. Mm-hmm. Uh, play of you do you know that i'm sure it's a quick beautiful read <laughs> it is it is and it's amazing it's about resistance mm-hmm. um it the entire thing is is bite-sized ruminations on what resistance does in terms of standing in our way as as artists and it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be you know, he's a writer, so it's it's about writing first, but it's about anybody who's trying to turn what they do into an art. So that could be accountancy. It can be someone who is a doctor or someone who is, you know, working with the public or an actor or a writer. And the idea of that resistance that we kind of give to ourselves as a block this book, the the War of Art, really gives some interesting and I think really kind of inspired ways to get around that personal resistance that we all kind of carry with us. So yeah, anybody who's listening to this, if you find yourself in a in a place like that, that's a that's a a reasonable way to spend a little bit of your time is to read this book and kind of think about how it might apply to you. Yeah, that's great advice. And it reminds me, Oprah always says an aha moment. You uh-huh. know? I remember having an aha moment when I read The War of Art. I was yeah. like, ah, yeah. okay, I can yeah. apply this to my life. Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. And it, and it's, it's, uh, that's, that's actually what I really like about Oprah and her, her, her book club and, and mm-hmm. everything that she kind of puts out there is she's about moving forward. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, I feel like this this book is right, right in track with that kind of uh, methodology. Yeah. It's so funny as we were talking about how things come full circle on my Facebook memories today. I was at Royce Hall 
um, doing a, I bought myself a ticket to see a super soul sessions and it was Ooh. Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra. And, um, I mean, you name it, they were there. It was the most beautiful day. And I just sat there and yeah. she had drums, you know, and everybody did this drum beat together. It was That's this awesome. universal amazingness. That's so great. Anyways. So for people, um, listening that, um, that are, that don't live in Los Angeles, don't live in a bigger market, maybe mm -hmm. are considering acting, maybe considering moving to LA to become an actor. Yeah. What are the things that you would suggest somebody newer to the industry have before they get here? Um, first and foremost, I think it's, it's vitally important for you to have an anchor. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what that means for anybody. It can be a dog. It can be mm -hmm. a spouse or it doesn't mean that, that, that person or that, that thing that anchors you doesn't necessarily have to be in your presence, but they have to be part of your life because mm -hmm. if you're brand new to this and you come out here and you you get you know you take a couple of body blows you 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 want to be able to shift your focus to that anchor yeah and try your very best before you get out here to give yourself that gift of when times get rough I can reach out a hand, not because I'm incapable of doing this myself. Mm -hmm. I can do this myself, but I'm going to choose not to because mm -hmm. it's going to be an easier path for me. Mm -hmm. So, and again, it can be an inanimate object. Yeah. If, you know, an anchor can be an acoustic guitar you've had since you were a teenager and you're yeah. just going to keep that with you. And if you have a, a rough audition or if you read some agent says something offhand in, you know, the Hollywood reporter that you think is directly about you when it's just essentially this, uh, um, I'll, I'll circle back to the, this to let you know what I mean specifically. But if mm -hmm. someone says something that kind of dampens your spirits a little bit, find something, find yeah. something and bring it to you and bring it with you. So that way you're not only about the acting when you come out here. Yeah. Um, and just a quick tangent is, uh, I'd say about five years ago, this was before Grace was born, um, and I was having a little bit of a, of a rough time, and I read this, and I'm not going to say who it is because it doesn't matter, but it was an agent who I was with many, many, many moons ago, and she's no mm -hmm. longer an agent. But as she was leaving the business, she was a big enough agent that I don't think it was The Hollywood Reporter, but I think it might have been Backstage who covered her exit from, from agenting. Mm -hmm. And she said, if you haven't already made it by the age of 30, you should just forget it. <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> wow. And, I, and at the time, I'm like, well, I'm well past 30. Yeah. And I, I, got, I, got a little, I got a little bummed out. And, yeah. But then... But then I, I worked myself out of it, but I always remembered it as this person is speaking from her truth. Yep. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me. And the impossible is only impossible until it's done. Yep. So, so that, that tangent says a lot, uh, kind of goes in line with this advice for people who are coming out here for the first time don't don't allow whatever negativity comes from somebody else's mouth mm -hmm. to inform you mm -hmm. because it's not your life that's their life and exactly. if someone says something even even most things said are not going to be directly about you 
you, mm-hmm. you might interpret them and, and kind of bring them in and personalize them. But every now and again, you will have somebody who might have something nasty to say to you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You have to, you have to start thinking, well, that, that's way more about them than it is about me. Yeah. My favorite response to those negative things, especially when they're directed at me, is uh, like, huh, thanks for sharing. Thanks. <laughs> great. And it's not, a, it's not making you wrong. It's just right. thanking you for your opinion. And I'm right. going to walk right away uh, yeah. from that one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. I just don't have, I don't have the space in my circle for that particular, you know, frame no. of thought. Right. No, uh-uh. there's no room for that in my no, world. And, no. you know, one of the things that I, you know, really love that you and your wife, Melissa, have done is started a production company and created yeah. your own content. And that's yeah. another thing for anybody in this industry. If we are always waiting for the phone to ring, we mm-hmm. may be waiting a very long time. And I love that y'all took the ball in your hands and created something. How did Burton Street uh, Productions come about? Well, it, I mean, yeah, you 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 hit the nail on the head. We we both were like, well, the jobs aren't the jobs aren't exactly flowing in. We're going to make our own work and we're just going to start doing the things that that we want to do. And so we decided the Book of Secrets which we did under that banner was more of a gun for hire thing. Mm-hmm. But but everything we've done since then and whatever we're going to do in the future is going to be more um, along the branding of like, what's your grief? Like yeah. you everyone has something that they are grieving or multiple things. And Melissa and I both strongly believe that working through grief it doesn't have to be you know a sturm and drang tear your hair out affair it can be something that's quite beautiful mm-hmm. and and working to that next step of your consciousness whatever it is so you know in between is the first uh short that we did under the banner and it did really well and it was uh it was based on uh on a story from Melissa's life and we changed it a little bit mm-hmm. um, just so that we could fictionalize it. But these are, these are stories that are important to us. So yeah. that's, these are the stories we choose to tell in the moments that we are able to create those stories where yeah. either I'm not working or she's not working and we have that lull and then there is no lull because yeah. we're engaged in something. Yeah. So that that's a big one for people coming out too. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to create an LLC like we did. You don't mm-hmm. have to make it a big deal. You just, especially, especially with what's going on with streaming and has been going on with streaming. Mm-hmm. YouTube used to be the only game in town. Now we're talking about Discord and Twitch yeah multiple uh-huh, yes yes multiple multiple outlets so whatever you like uh, whatever turns your personal crank find the outlet where you can share that mm-hmm. and the important thing from my perspective for that is do it for yourself yeah don't worry about your audience mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're true to yourself your audience is going to find you just be consistent, put stuff out there, have fun. And this can be one of those things that you can put your attention on should a moment of rough patch come across your way as an actor. 
Yeah. And I always love having the hip pocket answer too, because when you tell people you're an actor, it's always, Oh, what are you working on? Or what Uh have I seen you on? And Uh if you are always working on something, Uh then you've got that hip pocket (laughs) that feels engaging and true and exciting and in your own hands. And it, people really don't care what the answer is. They really don't. That's really true. It's not like they're going to go out and watch it. Usually they just, that's just the automatic question when you meet an actor. Oh, what are you, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really yeah. good way to put it too. It, it, they they really don't they don't they don't care all that much. So no. you don't need to put yourself through the ringer about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly. Well, as we start to close up here, um, where can people find you on social media to kind of follow along with your career as you have been booking like crazy, like yeah. you said? And then what else have we not touched on that maybe you wanted to talk about before we close? Um, so uh, my website is michaelpearl.net. I'm uh, I'm most active on Instagram where I share things about my family and I will share about bookings as long as the production company is okay with it. And then mm-hmm. I'll wait until they air usually. Um, that's Michael Pearl seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think the thing that I would like to kind of end on is just, it's super, super easy to compare mm-hmm. and it's super easy to get caught up in the bog of well what I don't have is x y and z yeah. and I say that from experience and that's you know as vulnerable as I'm as I'm gonna get right now but mm-hmm. I can tell you that it's not just I'm not just looking down amongst a sea of people who are having a difficult time with their place in life I've I've experienced it and I experience it still. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's one of the things I'm supposed to learn in this life is gratitude. And you just, if you can just take a breath, Mm -hmm. you can see so many things that you ought to be grateful for and try to take that in, try as much as you can to not compare to anybody else. Your journey is your journey. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. And you, this is a quite small industry when you get right down to it. You just be the beautiful soul that you are. Go out, make friends, find things to do that fill you. Get the work through the process of getting your agent and getting your representation or just sending yourself out. is mm-hmm. also something I was just on a film in florida it was in november and the lead actress submitted herself Mm -hmm. so when anybody tells you that you have to have representation to book it's not true you can do it yourself absolutely just put yourself out there find the things in life to be grateful for hang on to those and like you said stay busy keep Mm -hmm. keep producing something and if you're not in the space where you want to stream or get a bunch of people together to shoot some shorts then then find something else find find uh, an avenue for you to be able to shine your light and and not feel like the light's always being shown on you yeah oh i love that so much thank you so much michael for taking time out of your busy day your busy schedule thank you Amber. Um, this was lovely to catch up please give my love to melissa last I, time i saw her we were doing vision boards at my house <laughs> I, I, she loved that by the way she, it still, was so ha- fun. she still has it up in her closet she's very happy with it 
I love it. Yeah, we had a blast. <laughs> well, I close every episode by saying, if nobody else tells you today, I believe in you. Oh. Go create some miracles and always believe that you can. Michael, I hope to talk to you in more than six years. <laughs> yeah, same here, Amber. It's a pleasure. A it's a one. pleasure. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.